Hey everybody, welcome back to Podcast of the Galactic Heroes. We're doing Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex, episode 19, 20, and 21, and uh, finally, folks, shit is popping off. The plot's here. <laughs> For real. Hello. The plot, the plot showed up. The plot kicked down the door and said, hey, remember me, motherfucker? <laughs> and just strolled on in. Didn't it only uh, show up and yeah, show up for like two 10-minute like, montage segments about what the fuck's going on? Yes, that'll yeah, be fun to recap. <laughs> holy smokes. Yeah, a lot of information-dense stuff uh, we should probably get going. So uh, episode 19, Kubo, take us yeah, away. 19 has nothing to do so with uh, the plot, so I'll try to get through it quickly. About the plot, never mind. Yeah. Uh, this is a standalone episode. We see a woman standing out in the rain in like a shopping center. Um, people are just kind of like looking around, nothing really happening. And then like someone walks past the camera and she disappears. Oh no, what happened? I hate uh, it when that happens. Yeah. Uh, we see Bato and Togusa. They're walking around too, looking for her. Everybody saw the woman, but no one saw her disappear. And the CCTV shows nothing. This is real strange. There's like some blips basically on the camera feed. Yeah, it looked like it kind of got hacked. So it someone isn't like a Someone got their bad... Photoshop filters on. Yeah. Uh, so the major is uh, saying that the chief is talking with the minister of home affairs and the former prime minister, uh, whose name is Kanzaki. Um, the cases, this missing person MO is very similar to the blindfold Ivan cases, which are something that happened in the past with <coughs> mass abductions. That totally uh, didn't happen. We swear. <laughs> yeah. The, the thing that almost made me forget this wasn't that this is a standalone episode and not part of the complex was like the themes of, Someone up top is putting way too much effort into hiding a thing, so something's clearly up. Yeah. Uh, seems to go strong through oh, these yeah. three episodes. <laughs> it turns out when there's no such thing as accountability, you can just say nah, even when everyone knows you're lying. Yeah, so um, the only reason Section 9 is on this case is because the missing girl, his name is Reiko, and uh, she's the daughter of Kanzaki, who's the former prime minister. So, of course, um, he's kind of pissed about this. But the thing that makes this all funny is uh, he denied the mass abductions during his prime minister, uh, I don't know, tenure. Yeah. I'm like, um, straight up like, no, that's not happening. There is no mass organized group repeatedly kidnapping people. And the show is very clear that it is like straight up Trump sense where everyone in the public knows very clearly that it's happening. But he's just like, the official position of the government is that mass abductions are definitely not happening. Yeah, he's like tripled and quadrupled down at this point. Yeah. Yeah, so the major doesn't know if it's actually, the, like, they don't know if it's actually the blindfold Ivan group or if it's someone trying to pin it on them. But the, the modus operandi is pretty much the same. Uh, we cut to the chief talking to Kazaki. Um, we get the backstory here about how he denied the mass abductions during his tenure. Um, apparently, this group that does it is um, from like Russia, I guess, and Russia was having like relations with Japan at that time. So he kind of turned a blind eye to the mafia doing these abductions in order to get on Russia's good side. Yes, they call it the Northern States Mafia, basically. Territories. Or, yeah, Northern yeah. Territories Mafia. Yeah, it's the Russian, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Um, Kanzaki asks, like, well, if the my girl was kidnapped, why haven't we heard any demands? And the chief says, like, well, there aren't any yet. They may not even know it's her. And um, but the chief is like pre pretty much straight brains up, but you know, this is the blindfold Ivan group. Why did why did you deny this stuff? And of course the guy's like, Well, you know, that didn't happen. And he keeps doubling down on it. Yeah. Even, you know, not even prime minister anymore. This is the official position. Yeah. So he uh, finds it hard to believe um, that like the group that he kind of shielded would do this to him. And, like, he kind of accuses the chief of stalling the investigation to get the girl back. Like, he's trying to turn it on other people because he doesn't want to take the blame for anything. Yep. And this is where the Ministry of Home Affairs, which is that old uh, kind of 
grumpy looking dude. Um, he defends Aramaki. This, that, by the way, that guy's Aramaki's boss. Um, okay. So yeah, that's why he kind of plays off to him. But um, he currently says that the current prime minister specifically called Section Nine to help because they know that uh, Section Nine can help with this. And so the chief says, like, you know, the only thing we really care about is Reiko's return. So that's what they're going to try to get done. Um, Kanzaki leaves, and the major says that he's jumping at shadows and must have some backstory. Um, we get some insider story about how the reason he got kicked away from the prime minister position was that, like, some insider leaked information about him lying about this whole blind Ivan thing. So he's kind of a, has a touchy subject about it. Weird, that. Yeah. Um, we also get information that the reason the uh, Northern Territories Mafia, I think, is the official word, uh, designation, they basically yeah. just steal organs and uh, cyber parts out of people. Yeah, did you think that the organ trafficking was going to come back? Because it did. Yeah. Um, yeah, she mentioned that, that like during his tenure, they had implicit approval of the government because he just kind of let this stuff go on to appease Russia. And so he, like, he must know it's them. But they also realize like the kidnapping makes no sense. Why would they kidnap his daughter when he went to bat for them, you know, politically? So he basically ruined his career going for these guys. So it makes no sense that they would do this to him. Yeah. Uh, the chief says that like they can't let the kidnappers know who she is because uh, if they do, then they'll uh, probably just kill her and go underground, which is a bad idea. Yeah. So the major says like, well, they have to chop up the people before they ship them overseas. So uh, Toga Sobato, go look around. She says this completely matter-of-factly, by the way, and Togus is basically like, geez, lady, at the end of it. Mm. It's just uh, like, well, the chop shop's got to be around somewhere. And Togus is like, the, the body shop, hello? It's like, I get where she's coming from being trying to be like neutral mm. emotionally mm. about this, but it is very... Um, yeah, it, it, once again, it's major characterization. Mm. She's just like this. She's like that. So we cut to Reiko. She's uh, in a shipping truck with like these collars on, you know, the ones that kind of prevent people from doing stuff. And mm -hmm. there's a bunch of other young women with her in it. Uh, into this truck comes a woman with an eye patch and a thug with like these cyber eyes. She's also uh, blonde and has blue eyes. So yeah, she looks she looks stereotypically Russian. Yes. Uh, she starts complaining about the air in here. It's like, why pick healthy bodies if they're going to be in the you know the shitty air? And the other guy, the cyberized guy, is like, well, we only need three more until our quota's filled up. Um, she starts talking about how they're getting in contact with the Yakuza to extract the organs and the cyber stuff, and they leave. And after they leave, one of the other hostages starts yelling at Reiko about, like, your father denied this. You're an asshole. And she, like, just doesn't know what to say, which <laughs> She's I guess like, is it's fair. not the time, really. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we cut to an android telling the major uh, we cut to one of the androids uh, that are sitting around Section 9 telling the Major that, hey, uh, like 15chan or whatever the fucking bulletin board they have at this point <laughs> yeah, has leaked the story. <laughs> I mean, they got to be up to like the 30s at that point, right? Basically. Yeah, so the Major thinks this is the media trying to get around the blackout that they had put in place. Um, and Ishikawa says like the media love, you know, turning stories into, you know, big entertainment shit. Uh, so they start trying to anti-hack the billboards. I don't know. They don't really get into what they're doing here basically but. they're doing info warfare to try to slow it down but it's only a matter of time before this gets out and <laughs> everything are, goes to shit mods are shadow banning people deleting posts <laughs> it's, it's mayhem <laughs> what about Rico? <laughs> crushing my algorithms <laughs> <laughs> um so we see Bato and Togusa driving in a lawn in a car someplace. Uh, Togusa starts saying, you know, it's kind of poetic justice that the prime minister's daughter would have been kidnapped by the same group he denied. 
And then he wondered if Kan uh, Kanzaki would have done anything if it wasn't his daughter. Mm -hmm. uh, Bacha's like, don't let your feelings affect your job. You're just venting your political frustrations. And Toka says like, yeah, yeah, most of the public thinks he's a huge fucking asshole. Uh, Bacha's like, listen, dude, I understand, but like, you got to think of the victims right now. Yeah, uh, it, it is really interesting to see this scene in comparison to what we're going to get in two episodes. Yeah. I really one's... like the way that it's clearly doing this on purpose. Yes. Uh, this is the one where uh, Toga says heated and Bato's kind of the calm, reasonable voice here and it's the yep. exact opposite in the next episode. Yep. Um, so yeah, apparently 28 people went missing in three days. That's kind of suspicious. Yeah. Uh, they were all no. young women from good homes. Hmm. So anyway, they, the two of them arrive at this warehouse and they're like, this place is too obvious. They would never set up shop here. Uh, meanwhile, we go inside. The eye patch lady and the cyber eyes thug dude are outside. They're talking to a Yakuza guy. <laughs> it's so funny, too. Togus is just like, oh, fuck this. Why do we even have to check this place? Go to place 15 on the list. And Bato's like, you know, sometimes you get lucky. And it turns <laughs> out they get lucky. Yeah. Uh, the Yakuza dude is like, listen up. We want five times the pay for chopping up these people. And the Cyber Eyes guy is like, hey, where are those dudes behind you? He's referring to Tokusa and Bato because he thinks that the Yakuza just betrayed him. Yeah, Who have just, just walked around in. a corner. They're just standing there like, what the fuck is happening here? And there's just some people yelling at each other. And then guns happen. And they're like, oh, okay, I'm out. And they yeah, it's, real, it's real funny because Tokusa bought to turn the corner, see the Yakuza dude and the two uh, kidnappers. And then immediately the Yakuza dude just gets shot and the kidnappers start running. And Bato and Tokusa are like, what the fuck? <laughs> So they start chasing. Um, Bato shoots at the eye patch guy and um, she, she escapes. And then he eventually takes on the cyberized dude and captures him. Uh, Togusa finds the shipping truck with the hostages and finds that they're inside. But the eye patch woman attacks him with a knife. There's a fight scene here briefly. He goes to the judo throw her like over the shoulder, but like just ends up pulling out her cyber arm. Yanks out kind her of... cyber arm. Yeah. Oh my God. And I love this too because his reaction is like, He's confused by it, but also not quite confused enough to just throw it away, yep. which I think would be most people's first reaction. <laughs> he was left holding the arm. This will not come up, I'm sure. The animation's funny because like he goes for the throw and then like she just attaches the arm or whatever, and he just kind of falls over and she just looks at him and walks away. <laughs> it's, it's very real good. good. Yeah, so she gets in the truck, busts through the front gate, and drives off. Uh, Bato shows up. He's like, you idiot, toss the arm. So he does, and it just explodes, of course. Um, it's it's a really sweet scene of like he throws the arm, the entire warehouse explodes as the truck like slams through the doorway. I'm like throw yeah. it at the truck, throw it at the truck. <laughs> well, there's hostages there. That's probably <laughs> <the best. laughs> it's fine. They're inside. It's fine. Yeah. Sure, it's an armored truck. <laughs> as this truck pulls out of the uh, the warehouse area, like it turns a corner real fast, and like some of the ladies just fall out the back because like Togus yeah, had the door. gotten the door open to it so it's kind of just like flopping open and three girls fall out yeah it must be terrifying for the rest in the back there also it'd be funny for anyone following that truck just to see a bunch of women tied up in the back but funny is a word for it yeah i do feel like the girls who got thrown out were the luckier ones got so. the better of the deal overall yeah true yeah so uh bato kind of pushes his way out of the rubble and uh he says like the son of a bitch is still alive and togusa who's under him because like i guess bato jumped on top of him to stop the blast says yeah. like hey that's not a nice thing to say <laughs> he thought bato was referring to him and not the woman hey come on yeah so in the truck the eye patch lady doesn't know how the police got onto her so fast and she's like fuck i gotta unload all these uh, girls uh bato calls in to section nine uh, informing him what happened and he knows the ringleader Apparently, yeah, the he, ring he mentioned, like, oh, that's Chris Crowa or something. Yeah, 
Kruskoa, I think. They, they said Kruzikova, it differently than it's spelled. I believe how it's properly said. Yeah. Uh, she's a Russian special ops per- person, a uh, hardcore nationalist. She did a bunch of ops during the war last century, and her real age is unknown, but like she has to be pushing 80, and she's a full Even cyborg. though she's in a young lady's body, basically. Yeah. Uh, the chief is like, well, this kind of changes it. We thought it was the mafia, and now it's uh, Russian national special ops people, so... <laughs> he, he comes up with an idea, so he goes and confront, confronts uh, Kazaki, Kanzaki, and tells him that, like, listen, it was the Northern Territories Mafia. They still have the daughter. Um, the Home Affairs guy is like, well, maybe we should go to the embassy now to, like, smooth this over before it becomes a huge political incident. And Kanzaki agrees with this, but the chief's like, well, they're probably just going to fake and pretend they have no idea what's going on, and then we'll be up shit creek. So, Oregon trafficking? I have no idea what you mean. Yeah, like the Russian embassy's just going to casually admit the, you know, enabling organ trafficking. <laughs> so the chief has a different plan. He wants Kanzaki to go public with the info that the abductions are real. And Kanzaki's like, are you crazy? That's political suicide. I can't do that now. But of course, the chief brings out the angles like, well, you want your daughter to be safe, right? And his whole rationale is that, like, scandal's info will spread fast. The kidnapper will eventually hear of what's going on. And Kanzaki's like, well, why would we want the kidnapper to know they have a better hand? And so Amraki says that, like, the kidnapper is a seasoned pro and they'll follow certain principles. Like, this person being a special ops, you know, Russian spy is not just going to go around and casually murder people. They'll probably report back into the handler she's reporting to. to she's got to go on. back and get her diplomatic immunity renewed for... The prime minister daughter kidnapping. Yeah, it's very important to have those papers in line when you're doing this sort of work. <laughs> when you're doing organ <laughs> trafficking. So um, he's like, if we tell them, if we get the kidnapper to know that she that that she has Reiko, that obviously she won't hurt Reiko. So you know that's good for us, and then she'll probably run to the embassy. And so. The major in the Ishikawa are doing more media manipulation. Um, Togusa says that the chief's trick is kind of heartless, but Bato says like he's got to track down Kirkosa and he probably end up at the embassy anyway. Uh, we cut to Kirkosa. She's in the truck. Uh, she's on her cell phone trying to call people to offload the goods, and like no one's interested because she's way too hot right now. She basically is just like, hey, uh, or she gets a call from a guy like, D- don't you fucking know? Do, do you know who you kidnapped? <laughs> It's like, you haven't checked the news recently. So she turns on the news, or the guy talks about the it's news. It's all over 4chan. What? <laughs> <laughs> that From your organ what? dealer. Oh my God. <laughs> of course, the organ dealer is on 4chan. So that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the guy's like, yeah, the Northern Territory spy replays, repays kidnapping or kindness with betrayal. And like, apparently, it's all over the news that, you know, the spy is now fucking everything up. So. Yep. Kanzaki apparently is like furious. He's putting his career on the line, you know, trying to get his daughter back. And she's totally shocked by all this. Uh, so she runs to the back of the truck and finds Reiko and then is really confused on why she was on the target list. Cause you know, the person covering for you politically probably shouldn't have their daughter on the list, but she pulls her out of the truck. Yeah. This whole thing was an op and she actually is kind of just being set up to hold the bag here. Oops. Yeah. Uh, we cut to the Russian embassy to, uh, Diplomat guys are inside watching the news, and they suddenly get a call. It's Kurkawa. She wants asylum papers for a Japanese national. <laughs> they look confused. <laughs> uh, we cut to her leaving a taxi with Reiko. Uh, she's running down the street towards the Russian embassy, but right in front of her, the gates close. Oops. This is like she's she is dragging Reiko along, basically trying to get her into this embassy. Like she is repeatedly like collapsing onto the ground and crying and hooting and hollering. Yeah, yeah. I mean... That makes sense. The thing I don't get is the gate closes. She apparently is a full cyborg. Why does she just jump over this, you know, 10-foot gate? Because, you know, decorum must be followed. 
That's true. The gay is both literal and <laughs> metaphorical. I'm pretty sure someone literally says, looks like your gate just closed. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, I, so I the, may have imagined it, but... It sounds right. We'll leave it in there. <laughs> the major uh, pulls up in a car with her gun ready. Uh, Kirkawa goes to put her hands up, but her arms kind of pop open and out comes this giant blade, which just misses the major's face. And then they have kind of a Mexican standoff. But Bato shows up and also helps her arrest. So she gives up we cut back to Kankaza getting the news that her daughter his daughter's okay and he thanks Aramaki which is kind of a change of pace because in the beginning of the episode he was really like off-puttish about this and yeah he was super standoffish but Aramaki actually did just want to help his daughter yeah sort of <laughs> yeah so uh he says thanks goes outside and the press of course rushes him for you know information uh, the chief gets into a different car with the major, and uh, she says that it's a sad end for a season spy. You know, the mafia, I guess, wanted her out of the business, and then the, so they gave her a bad job, and then the embassy betrayed her. Yeah, there uh, was basically, there's clearly some infighting going on in the mafia here, and she got the short end of the stick. Yeah. Uh, the major compliments him um, on his media idea. Uh, the and Aramaki uh, made the uh, prime minister pick between his daughter and politics and now that he's out of politics the crime or now that he has like publicly admitted that these people exist their crimes should probably decrease for a while because obviously they're not going to start doing that <laughs> yeah big scandals just happen now that the police are actually allowed to prosecute them for it yeah and then the last thing the uh, chief airmock is like you know also having him in our my debt is kind of nice like so i guess there was a bit of a political maneuvering but yep yeah, it's yeah, just a, you know, a decent standalone episode. Nothing really important happens, but... Yeah, again, I, I feel like the biggest thing in terms <laughs> of all this is Togusa's lair. You know, we talk about Togusa and Bato because that's going to come up very soon. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Just wanted to get that out of the way quickly because now all the fun stuff happens. <laughs> all right, I hope you're ready for plot because the next two episodes are finally complex. <laughs> it's been a bit... Yeah, episode 20 is complex, and it's uh, Togus's very bad, no good day. That's the official yeah. English uh, title of the episode. That's true. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so the episode, episode opens up in a big archive room, uh, lots of boxes full of, like, presumably paper files. It certainly looks like that. And there's a janitor pushing a cart, walking between them. Uh, you- she pulls... I was going to say, when you say archive room, this looks like Raiders of the Lost Ark archive room. Yes. yes this is huge. a mega archive room. <laughs> it's like the biggest archive room I've ever seen, but you know. Eh, I mean, I guess in the future, you just need an awful lot of paper. Exactly. Yeah, you just got a lot of stuff, just, a lot of stuff going on. Just put on. it on a hard drive. Nothing wrong with that. So then the janitor pulls out one of the boxes and takes a single blue file uh in her car and then just leaves with it like nobody like stops her she's just a janitor doing her job I guess. there is a funny shot of like the janitor pushing this cleaning cart like outside of the gate with the security guard there like it's very clear pretty quickly that this is just going further and further away from janitor zone they're all just like all right janitor's leaving (laughs) uh and then she sort of like kind of wakes up in a park and is just like, what the heck am I doing here? That was weird. Uh, hey, what's this file doing why here? Why is there a file in my cart? And so she just puts it on top of a bin and leaves. And then we see a hand reaching out for the file. Uh, and then we get the title card of Togas' is very bad, no good take. <laughs> it's weird how it's like so different back. from all the others. <laughs> no, that's, 
in the bin. No, no, no. She's, she's like, oh, it's far too far to walk. I'm just going to put that. Not even in the bin. Yeah, on top of on it. On top of the bin. It's like when you're in a grocery store and you pick something up and you're like, uh, actually, I don't want to buy this and just kind of put it down wherever. This butter belongs in the cereal aisle. <laughs> yeah, this is the New York style. <laughs> uh, so now we're at section nine. Uh, they're examining some uh, some lady's cyber brain. They got it plugged up to a machine. They're looking at memories. There's like some guys flash up on the screen and they're like oh well her memories match her testimony she's clearly not lying and so apparently she processed some paperwork that was used to tamper with the uh, memories of denial witnesses uh, for the, we're going to hear this a lot the Ministry of Health, Labor and Welfare which they call the MHLW I think instead of a laughing man count today we need an MHLW count. It's got to be a lot. Oh no please (laughs) no please no please <laughs> and if you remember correctly, the Minister of Health, Labor, and Welfare was the place that got hacked by that uh, center that Togusa went undercover in. With all yes, yes. So he's, it has he's come about up. to mention it. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so like the major's just like, well, she just did paperwork that she didn't know. But Togusa's like, um, I think the ministry's in on it. Um, you know, it's safe to assume they're in on it because they were hacked by the facility that you went undercover in. And he's like, they're in on it. They did it. Manger's like, oh, it could be a third party trying to make us think it's the ministry because she's not heard of Occam's Razor. <laughs> right. It is also kind of funny in this scene. Ishikawa is basically sitting on the chair with like his arms up where they did the mind probe for the lady just before this. Like, <laughs> oh, they're, they're also all clearly bored because Togusa is showing them his slides. He's and super like, into it. And they're just like, not again, dude. Yeah, Togus is still on this Laughing Man case because, you know, his friend died and everything. And, like, they're, like, they're sympathetic to it, but at the same time, like, it seems like he's grasping at straws. Yep. Yeah, uh, Togus is like, I want to look at the files again. But I was like, oh my god, Ishikawa just combed these files. There's nothing there, dude. Give it a rest. Um, and the chief is like, yeah, I totally agree that the uh, MHLW is shady as fuck, but... If we open an investigation, you're going to, you know, have a huge risk because they're going to find out about it. And if we're not sure we're going to find anything, the blowback could be pretty big. So he's basically like, yeah, they're bad, but we need more evidence before we uh, go jumping at them. So Togusa is completely dejected. We cut to later and he's stewing over it uh, while eating dinner with his wife, who talks about the... uh, flavorful potatoes. <laughs> His wife, God bless her, is very basic. She has like yes. nothing going on. <laughs> I love Togus's basic wife. She's so nice. She's just a nice lady. She's just a nice she lady. A nice and she rocks. doing a nice lady voice. She's, she's yeah, those are and, damn good potatoes, you know? Yeah, he's just like, he's like, sorry, I, sorry I brought work to the table. And she's just like, just enjoy the potato. <laughs> potato, honey. I love these hash browns. <laughs> <laughs> and later on he's now stewing about it in the bathroom he's got uh you see a copy of catching the rye and it's got these like uh different colored stickers in it so he's clearly been like studying it trying to find a connection and he's also uh drawn the laughing man logo in the steam in the bathroom mirror and uh is reciting the definite line over and over again but then he remembers the added line or should i that he saw when he was undercover in the, uh, I call it the Kids Slavery Institution. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, fair enough. 
And he kind of yeah. has a revelation here. Yeah, that was the one that was printed in uh, ink on the side when he was tapping the phone lines. Yeah. And and this scene is just really <laughs> this strange. Is the scene. I love this scene so much. I totally forgot that this scene existed <laughs> when I was watching it. Like I remember like halfway through where it was going, and I still laughed. So <laughs> Thomas is on the roof. He approaches the major who is just standing on the edge of the roof. On like an iron no, construction. She's not just standing, she is power stancing on the edge of this roof. Like, but yeah, there's clearly like a, a sign with a logo or something sticking out from this, and she's on top of one of the I-beams. Like yeah, just this is the section nine in the building, wind. by the way. This is like a 50, 60 story skyscraper. Yeah. She's just power stancing. She's just being as dangerous as possible. Yes. It's and disgusting. It, yeah, he starts yelling at her it. and then she turns around and crosses her leg because she is just like, I don't, I don't know what she's, she's just intimidating Togusa, I guess. I, so, so he's like, I, I guess to her it's like, oh, here comes Togusa with another laughing man theory and she's just like, hey, you know, the, everyone has read Catcher in the Rise who's covered this case. We know. No, I mean, I don't know why she's like, Crossing her legs and stuff on the edge of this roof. Yeah. <laughs> it's a she very funny live on the edge. <laughs> Apparently. But yes, of course, he's like, uh, she's like, I know about your, like, catch and arrive theory. And of course, Salinger had a short story called Lead Laughing Man. But doesn't seem to be any connection between the stories and the Laughing Man cases themselves. Uh, that the um, the SIH, uh, having researching possible connection, came up completely empty. And so Togus is like, well, you know, art imitates life. Why not the opposite? Why can't life imitate art? And he still thinks that the uh, the kid he met, uh, Aoi. Yeah, Aoi. Uh, in that facility was the laughing man. And the major's like, uh, why is this the right one after all our suspects? And I'm like, I'm convinced he's the laughing man. <laughs> we the viewer. Like, well, we I'm like this. thoroughly convinced. I'm like, oh yeah, out of everyone, like... Absolutely, this kid's a laughing man, 100%. But I've been wrong before. Who knows? Um, so let's talk a bit about the death mute quo, and Toka says, like, well, you know, the kid at the facility clearly added the or should I quote, and maybe that's the conversation he's having with himself, because he starts talking about how when you know you want to, you know, get really close to someone and you want to imitate them perfectly, but this kid had the guts to add to the quote. J.D. So. Salinger's perfect, beautiful <laughs> quote. Perfect story. It, it so. is interesting <laughs> to sort of be like, yeah, there is the whole, this is a huge meme, which means it's impossible to find any real information about this, but this kid actually is changing the format, basically. Most people just regurgitate a meme. Mm-hmm. Not many people have the courage to change one. <laughs> To make their own meme on <laughs> memegenerator.com. Uh, the major incorrectly <sighs> is like... <laughs> is memegenerator.com an actual site? Can I go there? I think so, yes. Probably. I know you can definitely, like, find lots of places that will oh, make memes for you. It just redirects you. to know your meme. Okay, that makes sense. Oh, yeah, well, there you there go. You go. <laughs> <laughs> Smart <laughs> on their part. <clears throat> you know, and we're just like, oh, this is this is such a stretch, dude. But Tokus is like, well, the laughing man is like really, really good at hacking. But, you know, when it came to it, he personally kidnapped the president of the company and put him at gunpoint. That's a bit out of character. So it's like maybe he doesn't have think there's any value in uh, electronic media that can be rewritten. 
So maybe he like relies on paper stuff instead, like you know, like actually writing it down somewhere. Or yeah, computers or can't hack that. Yeah, when you're class A super hacker, electronics mean nothing because you can just make them do whatever you want. So yes, yep. physical media is not rewritable. Uh, we have had the example of the the Lafferman case, the news footage. Yeah, the chat room episode mm. had the news footage that was very heavily edited to what the viewer after had the, seen. After the fact of the Laughingman logos, and they were like, oh, he did it in advance, but like we know it actually was added later, so yeah, you yeah. can't... It can be hacked and rewritten without like any trace, so... Yep. just like, ah, that's weak, but eh, do what you want, and then she super triple backflips. <laughs> it's so there. fucking funny. <laughs> She's like, she's like, well, I thought you were going to go about this case because of some personal vengeance, you know, for fucking up the earlier investigation. But it seems like you actually got something. So triple backflips. Go ahead. <laughs> In the middle of his sentence. <laughs> it is also funny. really funny how, like, every time they bring up the Child Slavery Institute, they always point out what a major awful fuck-up it was. Yeah. <laughs> like, Togusa says it himself, and the major literally drops it in a sentence where she's like, but I am going to let you go follow this thread because it is okay that you made that super major fuck-up. I think it's rather mean because... It really is. Like... He went, they don't know what he went shit. through. Yeah. They don't know he got his bean freaked. He got his bean. His bean got straight up fucked up. Like they so fucked freaked. up his bean. Yeah. Holy smokes. Uh. So then we're now back in the archive facility, and Togusa is like checking out a bunch of the files, putting it in a little. I don't even know what it is. A doodad, shall we call it? He's got a doodad. He's got for a sure. doodad. Uh, a lady comes up and gives him coffee. I think this is the lady that was uh, getting her mind read earlier. Yeah, she's some like archivist or something that fills out paperwork for you know stuff, and that's yeah. So apparently Togas has been holed up there for a few days, checking out all of these files uh, in the Indiana Jones archive. Yeah, he then apologizes for earlier, and she's like, "Ah, oh, it's fine. It's part of your job." Um, so the dude I was using finally tells him that the file that we saw at the start of the episode is missing. Apparently, it's a list of uh, Murai vaccine recipients. That's a vaccine for treating uh, cyber brain sclerosis. That hasn't come up before. I'm just going to start calling it CS from now on. CS? Yeah, that's fair. fair <laughs> it is yeah, a mouthful. It is hard to say. Uh, ultimately, it wasn't approved for use despite being effective. <clears throat> the lady says it wasn't approved because they weren't sure why it works. So, you know, we can't approve something if we don't know why it works. Of course. I'm sure that's the real reason it wasn't. Mm. <laughs> and that Mirai wasn't a, like, a cyber brain sclerosis specialist. Uh, he managed to perfect it, but, you know, wouldn't get approved. Yeah, I do really like this scene, too, because this woman has this encyclopedic knowledge of this that's clearly being, like, you know, pulled out of her cyber brain. But also, she's not aware that this file has just up and disappeared on her. It really kind of mm. shows the gulf in information here. Kind of makes you wonder if, like, those memories were planted in her so she could give them to Togusa. Yeah. Mm. And so, Togusa is like, well, who, who would steal this? Who is it of value to? And then she just, like... Goes, well, maybe the Sunflower Society, and then just leaves. Just if there's anyone who might want it, I think it would be the Sunflower Society, who are a bunch of people who would really like this information. It's a 50C3 with about 10 employees out of downtown Tokyo. <laughs> yeah, I've Everybody heard of knows them. about them. <laughs> so then we get a history lesson from Tosa. Apparently, in 2019, cyberization was becoming more common. But with it came a disease that caused uh, hardened parts of the brain, resulting in brain death. 
This was eventually called RCS, and anyone who was cyberized was susceptible. It was, like, pretty low risk, but, you know, it could happen to anyone. You got super cancer, I'm sorry. Yeah, and it was considered incurable. It was basically considered, like, the cancer of the 21st century. Um, so then Murai, uh, Dr. Murai, developed a tumor-suppressing vaccine, uh, but the medical council was dominated by micro-machine therapy proponents and they suppressed it because it would stop them getting money. I mean, stop micro-machine treatments <laughs> from being researched. It, it is so funny the way that these lines are so clearly rehearsed that they have been given a billion times. Yeah. <laughs> it, it Togusa says this, like he narrates this like straight-laced fact, but like you, you can read between the lines very easily here it's, that, you know, the reason it was rejected was because there was money in nanomachines. Yep. Yep. And uh, they didn't want that to go away. So, in February of 2021, uh, <laughs> Mirai died, but... Oh, no. Then, very suddenly in April, the vaccine got itself a clinical trial for certain people. It is, in fact, a buy-in-based <clears throat> clinical trial yes. that was never released to, like, yes. to the public. Yes, it was never from the public. Which is... Officially, no oh, one is on so this vaccine. so beautiful. Officially, this vaccine is given to nobody... Nobody knows how effective it is. Uh, it's all... It's been buried by history. <clears throat> but the Sunflower Society are looking into the matter. They're a non-profit who help people take lawsuits against the government for, you know, medical malpractice, essentially. Uh, they've been trying to, you know, get this information, but the uh, MHLW have been hiding it using... I can't remember what the act was called, but basically... It was like a HIPAA like thing. The, like, they didn't want to <clears throat> give away people's medical records. Yeah, Personal like Private Info Act, which watching this show and what Section 9 has done on an episodely basis is the funniest <laughs> shit in the world. It's Yeah, this is more of they just don't want to give it up, so they're yeah. just using that it's law so as perfect. It is literally so perfect that they did this yeah. like this. I feel like they've definitely done away with the, uh, the when you, you can request any information you want, basically, Act. The Freedom of Information Act? Yes, Freedom of Information Act. That's gone. That's no. not in Coast in the Shell. It's, it's all here as long as you can extract it from the paper Indiana Jones Warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> Top men. <laughs> um, so Tolkis is like, is there a connection between the Sunflower Society and the Laughing Man? And then suddenly he notes that their logo, which is a smiling sunflower, is a little bit similar it's, to the Laughing Man. It's so funny because it's like this Web 2.0 website where when you mouse over the logo... Web 2.0 is being generous. This thing yes. looks like it was made on GeoCities <laughs> in like 98. <laughs> when you like mouse over their, su their uh, sunflower logo, it kind of like smiles at you and like you know opens its eyes and he's at this point just like maybe i'm imagining this thing and then he looks at the logo with like the mouse over mm. logo again and it's literally just the laughing man logo smile if this was like, in hypnospace outlaws like i would not bat an eye is what yeah, this looks it, like. like it is so it, incredibly so obvious <laughs> <laughs> so at the sunflower society office togusa poses as a journalist saying that his dad died of cyberbullying sclerosis and after his death, he found about, out about the vaccine and how, like, maybe his dad would be alive today if he'd gotten it. And he doesn't want anyone else to go through the same thing. Great cover, bro. He's like, yeah. I offer you my services in researching this stuff. Like, the guy is completely fooled by this. But he mentions that every journalist they've hired so far has failed as Big Micro Machines suppresses the whole <laughs> information on it. Big Micro Machines is the new Hideo Kojima villain. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Togus is like, well, maybe we just need a scandal to get things going. And the dude is like, oh, yeah, I know what you want. 
I've got a certain photo right here. Uh, we cut to a band of, uh, we don't really are later, but they kind of look like mercenaries and uh, a red lit up truck. They're clearly up to no good. Yeah, super yes. no good. A bunch of bad dudes are up to no good yes. is what this whole scene is. And the leader dude is complaining about amateurs. Uh, back with Togusa, the guy shows him the stolen list of vaccine recipients. It has a lot of big, well-known names on it, like celebrities and stuff. But this most is the list from the beginning of the episode that was stolen yes. out of the yes. archive. Uh, the most important is a politician called... Uh, oh, God, I'm going to butcher his name. Imakarusu. Imakarus. They don't actually say Su. Yeah, they don't they say They don't. I think that's the localization being bad. It could be. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I mean, apparently he's the chairman of the board who rejected the vaccine, and he's oh. on the vaccine for cyberplane sclerosis. Mm. <laughs> Little weird. But apparently he's the one who sent them the file because he's feeling guilty about the whole thing. He's going to stand up in court and testify to all this cover-up. This dude has gotten the non-profit bingo, basically. <laughs> like, fucking Rumsfeld emailed him and said, yo, we did all the war crimes is basically what happened here. Yeah. <clears throat> but suddenly the lights uh, go out and you hear the sound of gunfire. Uh, these goons bust in, start shooting everyone. Uh, Togusa knocks out the two who bust into their room. Uh, he plugs into one of their brains and finds out they're the DEA's narcotic suppression squad. It's worth <laughs> noting, too, that one of the dudes is dressed in, like, a basketball uniform. So, like, this could not be fishier if... If they tried. Yeah, and it should also be noted that the DEA's nar- narcotic suppression squad is under the umbrella of the Minister of Health uh, and Welfare. The M- yeah, ML- and they are literally just a hit squad. They are just a hit squad. So he picks up one of their guns, you give the leader, you see the leader, and he's yelling at the goons to hurry up and kill them all. I need you to murder everyone. Remember, Mur- everybody, everyone. Absolutely. And don't forget all the stretch beforehand. <laughs> we are about health and wellness. <laughs> think uh so Togus is like to the dude from earlier they're from the you know the mhlw they're here to kill you i'm public security gotta get the hell out of here so they head towards the, the back door it leads to the fire escape stairs Togus is like hey because he's the guy's got the file as well and Togus is like hey get up get out of here go run but he's like Togus, you should you should take this file you're more likely to survive than me and we need to get the word out and he's correct uh, <laughs> but Togusa's Togusa, got that hot blood Togusa going Togusa is the hero of the show And he refuses He then like grabs him and basically pushes him out the door And locks it behind him uh, And hides behind the desk of the gun uh, The leader And one of his goons come in They find that guy's knocked out The goon goes down to check on one But the leader just shoots them both Saying that you know our other side has to take some casualties too We gotta make this look good this sanctioned mass slaughter. You can really tell this dude is nasty. He's yeah, a nasty he, man he right looks here. vaguely hey, everybody, as Time well. to do some business for the government. Some <laughs> definitely over the over the table business. No, no wet work here. Ha ha ha. Right, team? Mm-hmm. Anyways. Can we also address <laughs> yeah, this he's guy's like a hair? high school football coach yes. for murder. <laughs> yes, he really is. I want to address this guy's this hair for her a second too, because like he has like this little like twirl doodle thing going on in the front, like a fake pompadour. 
Yes. It looks very it sleazy. Almost a pompadour. They made this man look as sleazy as humanly possible, mm. which is even better given what happens next. Yeah, so he shoots up the entire room and he manages to shoot Togusa. We see like the blood splatter on the wall behind him. Uh, the dude from earlier is running down the emergency stairs, but uh, he runs into two guys with guns. And then we cut away before we see what happens to him, but I think you can... Yes. Where this is going. Him uh, being the uh, sunflower guy he was talking yes. to. Yes. Uh, so then the leader is like, well, I'm going to leave. Take care of the corpse. But Tozan pops up and shoots the goon dead. He also shoots the leader, but uh, oops, he's a cyborg. So he chose that little shitty not quite He pompadour. sure did, yeah. That was <laughs> <laughs> a book. You could have had any other hair and you chose that one. <laughs> So uh, he tries to shoot back, but he emptied his gun into the room, the idiot. Uh, Toka's also emptied his, his gun that he stole, but then he takes out his, you know, revolver and he runs. He shoots the leader a few times before shooting out the window and jumping out. And we can see that Toka's been shot through the chest and he's bleeding. So uh, he's in trouble. Uh-oh. Uh, as he's falling out the window, he manages to grab onto a girder, uh, drops his gun and is hanging for dear life. Uh, the leader of the goons is like, ah, okay, I need a gun. Hey, get, hey guys, come in here, I need a gun. <laughs> Anyone have a gun? <laughs> <laughs> give me a gun, you idiots. I need to shoot this public servant with a gun. <laughs> uh, Togans tries to shuffle across the girder, but he's having trouble because of his wound. The leader gets a gun, starts shooting him, but at that moment, Togusa uh, lets go of the girder and falls behind the bad guy's bus. Because he gets... he's just a regular guy. I, I think it needs to be overstated yeah. yes. now that, like, he has normal human just bits. a guy. <laughs> yeah, like, I think that's kind of part of why they had the scene, honestly, of Major standing on the edge being all risky and doing hot flips and shit. Yeah. Just, like, kind of passively, like, it's no big deal. And now Togus is like, oh my god, I can barely hold on to this thing. Fuck, 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 fuck. I am <laughs> not the action the hero that Major and Bato are. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the little guy is very pissed off that like he shot his own boss. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, he shot up a truck. He doesn't Dude, care that a material a witness got away after shooting like three of his own men. He oh, just cares he shot up his own car. <laughs> <laughs> this dude is so great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, we cut back to the sunflower guy in the staircase, and he inevitably he's dead, and the bad guys get the file, but good news, it turns out it's just a copy, and they call up their boss, and they tell him that it was sent by Imakarus, and so he calls them, this guy is, I, I think later on we find out he's the head of the... We mission. can call him Nimi. Nimi? Yeah, I believe he is the head of the, uh, labor, or the health and... Well, yeah, the ministry, sir. yeah. And he's just, so right now he's a guy in a suit. And so he calls up the politicians like, hey, 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 did you betray us? Did you betray, betray us? You jerk, do you feel repentant after all these years? <laughs> but he's, Imakarus is like, no, no way. No, no, it wasn't me. I didn't do shit, dude. I didn't he plead, do it. He, he pleads innocence, but he also like doesn't know what's going on, which is important yes. to note. Yes, he is actually kind of clueless about the whole thing, and it's clearly like a shock allegation. Yeah, I, I mean, he's like, look at me, I'm old, and I'm dying. What do I have to gain from this? I also um, got to give it to the uh, health and welfare, health and welfare uh, minister guy here. On um, one phone, he has Imakarus, and he's talking like these ac- accusations, and he has these hitmen dude on hold on the other phone next to him. Yes, there is another this. screen on there. <laughs> yes. It's amazing. <laughs> And so, uh, Sue is like, 
hey, how could you, you, you have cyberbullying sclerosis? And Immaculate is like, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm on the vaccine. And Susan's like, oh, how could you be so stupid to get your name on this list? How come you didn't tell us? What the fuck, you idiot? And uh, Immaculate is like, well, but the vaccine works. <laughs> and Lucy's like, yeah, we've always known that, idiot. <laughs> it's not the point. Yeah, dumbass, we're scamming them. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so then, uh, Goon on the call is like, hey, do you want to, what do you want us to do? And she's like, I'll call you back. Um, you know, then Togusa is dragging himself out onto a busy street, lamenting about not going full cyborg. Uh, he then collapses and telepathically calls the major in chief, telling him he's been shot. Nobody is concerned or stops to help this obviously shot and hurt man. Yeah, this he's one just, person walking on the street just looks at him and just walks past him. They just walk, they just Not walk my problem. Not, Full yeah. New York moment. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Do not care. Uh, we cut to the wife who startles awake. Uh, she's with the baby. Uh, she looks outside and is like, ah, oh, it's a storm. And then we're back to Togusa lying, dying in the rain as nobody helps him. Just fucking Christ, people. She's also reading Catcher in the Rye at this point. Like, well, she, she has his annotated to... copy in her hands. She's a nice wife. She wants to get into what her husband's yeah. you know, having it's fun It's like with. a book club. <laughs> <laughs> a book club that they will never discuss. <laughs> Next up, The Laughing Man. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that's a very good episode title. And so that's the end of the episode. Um, episode 21, also a complex episode, called Togusa Has Been Found Dead in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. <laughs> So uh, we start with Major busting into an operating room. Togus is about to be intubated, but he basically tells her, yo, it was the MHLW that did this. Extract my cyber memories. See what happened. Get the bastards who did this. Um, they are basically like, her, the Arakawa is there too. And they're basically like, Aramaki's there too. And they're basically like, Hey, uh, extract his memories. And the doctor's like, I'm not sure I can do that. We, they're like, yeah, we can't do that. He's not stable. We need to get him stable first or else he doesn't have as high of a chance. And they're like, look, dog, we don't fucking care about his chances. We need those memories. Extract (laughs) his memories. I am a government official. Like they, they really make sure you understand that like the chief is taking this one seriously. If no one else is, at least the chief is taking it seriously. Yeah. I don't know what the surgeons are thinking, like the Hippocratic oath there is like, uh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so we get the episode title card here, uh, and cut to the situation room where the entire Section 9 team basically hooks up to Togus's brain, and they're like Look, we didn't even have time to clear out his emotional fluctuations. This is going to be the pure strain Togus' shit. Um, nobody like really likes this. You're going to feel the emotions and have the reactions and emotions that Togusa has. And yeah, like literally everyone in the room is like, ah, shit. And it's like, yeah, so you might get like really emotional about getting shot. <laughs> so just you like, might actually be ready feel getting f- shot watching yeah, these it things. Yeah, it's just all to put on the be, headsets be ready. and like, they just start like mincing and shit. Like when he gets shot, it's... There's a great scene of like uh, Chief takes off his headset and like grimaces exactly like Togusa has done. So, like, yeah. people get a little bit weird at this point. So, at the, but they do pull out that this is about the, the Mirai vaccine, and Imakarusu is definitely really important here. He's the head of the drug approval board, 
and still has some big ins at the MHLW. So they need to find this guy because odds are the Narc Squad is going to go kill him. Um, they start handing out jobs and Bato gets super, super aggro saying like that fucking moron. How dare he go out there and play the hero? We, we got to go out and nail these Narc Squad guys. Let's just yeah, fucking Bato's shoot him. He's super pissed. He is incredibly pissed. <laughs> They blame this on, like, Togus's, like, memories, but I also think Bato was just extremely pissed that his best friend got shot. There's definitely this mix in this whole episode of how much of this is Togusa and how much of this is everyone else, because there's a few moments in this episode where you kind of have to ask that. Um, so... They we cut over to the MHLW where Suit, whose name they confirm is Nimi now, is looking over the ruined pictures of the Sunflower Society house, which has clearly been like burned down. Um, Aramaki walks in and is basically in the politest way possible. So, hey, did you uh, fucking murder a bunch of innocent people at the Sunflower Society? Um, and Nimi's like, why, good sir, I have no idea what you're, I was just about to give a conference that explained that these people were and then, radicals who burned their entire office down. And then the chief <laughs> does the most incredible thing. The chief, Chief Aramaki says, oh, you know what? That's fair. I won't bother you then. I got nothing oh, on you. Oh, except one more thing. One more thing. <laughs> <laughs> But, the guy's and, face goes white and he goes, I had an agent in the office that day. That's funny. He, <laughs> he literally out. starts it with, hey, I'm sure this is just some sort of coincidence, but I had an agent in the office. But I, I the thing is, I saw you do it and now I'm going to need to send you to the Aramaki zone. <laughs> He literally says, like, an investigator as well. Like, not even just, like, one of my guys, but, like, one of my investigators. We were literally looking into this. I know you did it, motherfucker. I mean, the dude afterwards is like, I don't have to worry about it. If if they had anything, like, they wouldn't be here. But I'm like, you don't know Aramaki very well, do you? He loves this shit. He's basically just here being, like, declaring war on you. He has seen every episode of Columbo. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to see Aramaki in that shitty-ass trench coat. Yes. Oh, God. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It'd be way way too big for Aramaki. (laughs) Aramaki's, like, 4'10". He's tiny. (laughs) Yes. Oh, it's like, so good. Yeah, I mean, and like Peter Falk's already down there, but like, damn, it would be so big on Dogus or on Aramaki's <laughs> down there, down there. <laughs> yeah. So, so after uh, Chief leaves, uh, Nimi calls Gale, which is the name of the leader guy, uh, who is currently in Imakarusu's house with his team, basically ransacking the place and hacking a maid robot. Uh, Nimi's like, look. Public security got involved. You're going to have to deal with Section 9 and, like, make sure you fucking kill this guy. And Gail's like, oh, well, I totally could kill those public servants if I had it. The thing. You know, the <laughs> item I've been asking for. He um, totally submitted a quarterly res- uh, expense report with that thing on there and just got denied every single quarter for, like, the past five years. And he just keeps asking. <laughs> Absolutely. And now he finally has the guy over a barrel and is like, yo, you're going to get me that that toy, right? And the guy's like, yes, fine. Um, so we cut to Section 9 arriving at the guy's house, and it has been obliterated. It's it looks like, like a gas leak bomb just went off. It, like, you know how in The Sims you can, like, make it so that the walls aren't there anymore? 
that's what the house looks like. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. It's very, it's gone. It's just, there's nothing. <laughs> um, but luckily it seems like Yamakurusu himself has actually fled. So, uh, but now they've got to actually find him. The team basically calls in a favor to the CIA to link up with their mega spy satellite network, which has the power to tap all communications in Japan in real time. Like, it would not surprise me if... Some echelon uh, bullshit. <laughs> yeah, the, if the Dark Knight uh, basically stole this point for point from Ghost in the Shell. Feels like Chris Nolan would have watched that. America, <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> Got a super spy satellite network. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's like the most egregious overreach of privacy that has ever been committed. And everyone's like... Well, and it makes we need to use sense. it today. At least we're using it for <laughs> yeah. good. The CIA owes us a favor. <laughs> yeah, so we... two, two things about this is kind of funny. First off, I don't know why the CIA owes them a favor, because the last time we saw the CIA in the show, uh, they were kind of denying uh, their little war crime son from running around gutting people alive. <laughs> But the uh, second I, thing that's funny is, like, they kind of just casually bring up the American Empire can just tap any electronic circuit in the world any place. Yep. And, like, this is kind of just alludes to season two, which is funny as hell. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> but don't oh, worry, we're using know. it for good this time. <laughs> so we, we get a scene of this thing starting up with satellites going everywhere. Every AI lady comes out and starts sitting down at terminals to hook into the grid. We get this shot of, like, Thousands of terminals all spawning up all at once. And Boma's like, we're going to crash like all of our systems and also the entire blocks systems if we try to analyze all this data. I, I don't want to see what their AWS bill is going to be at the end oh of this. God, month. Yes. <laughs> oh, God, yes. The, the Jesus fucking cost Christ, guy yeah. chases you down and is like, hey, we had a billion dollar increase on Tuesday. <laughs> oh, it's fine. Just ignore Do you have a report emails. for that? And just, it's like, yeah, just, one time. Just put their emails in spam and they'll just keep emailing for the next three years. I will never give back the 60 cents I owe AWS. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Uh, Ishikawa also mentions, maybe I should ask the old timers to act as backups for our backups, which is going to pay off in a wonderful way in a few minutes. It's great. Um, we cut to a hotel room on a golf resort where Imakarusu is sitting on a couch talking to a man in a tux who looks kind of out of it. And I'm just going to say from the start, like... 80% of the plot in this episode happens in this room. Right here, yeah. This right is just now. a conversation between him and this guy who's in the room with him. So I, I've done my best to write this up, but we'll hopefully be able to fill in all the relevant details about this. So uh, Imakarusu says that this man's the one who actually stole the file. Why did you do this to me? I'm ruined now. Um, and we get a shot of his perspective, like from his eyes, it's all shaky cam. And there is a laughing man symbol over this man's face. Uh, so he's clearly talking to the laughing man who basically says he's sorry about what happened to the sunflower society, but he's not going to stop until he reveals the truth about the micro machine treatments. Big micro machine. God damn it. Um, Imakarusu calls him naive and th this whole conversation is basically him, uh, Imakarusu saying, like, I had no choice. I, I had to make all of that money and do all of those horrible things. And the laughing man basically just being like, yeah, but you totally didn't actually. And yeah, it's, he's it's saying that like, he had to deny the vaccine to make micro machines continue to be produced so that, you know, they can continue and 
Actually, it is almost the exact line that Togusa read off earlier in the episode. So that's the canned response. Yeah. It's like not how research works. <laughs> nope, would have would have just destroyed all of it. But Laughing Man says that he doesn't get that doesn't give him the right to suppress legitimate research. And Yumakarusu was like, no, no, it was I would have totally approved it if he'd just gotten more data for it. And the Laughing Man's just like Okay, but then Serrano put in their application and they, for their micro-machine treatment, and they got approval for three months. What about that? Um, and at, at this point, he's like, yeah, but it's not really my fault. The, the MHLW set, us, uh, set our board up for the fall. We took all the blame for the micro-machines treatments that didn't quite work, and we were the scapegoats. But then the Laughing Man's like, but you sat on the board of directors of Micro Machine Industries and made trillions of dollars in profit from the approval of these drugs. D- do you think that's a conflict of interests? No. It, this is literally every single, like, and then he stood up and was Albert Einstein, like, <laughs> conversation. It's funny, it's funny too, because that's not even, like, the major thing here. The next, the, like, the very next scene here, he starts talking about how, you know, the Micro Machines have no effect on cyberbullying sclerosis, right? And Imakarus is like trying to like say, oh, you know, we've got a little bit better. But hey, like, you know, it's a good thing I approved that it, that you research. Can't say it was like bad. There was not no good that happened from this. You know. <laughs> yeah. So like the first part about him saying like you were on the board, like that's kind of fraud. I mean, it's fraudulent in the fact that he's making a bunch of money over this thing. But the second part is like specifically like straight up fraud in that they're selling a product that doesn't have any scientific basis to yes. do what it says it does. Again, it's like it was a huge conflict of interest. He was on the board, but of course this is fucked up cyber future Japan. So of course corporations own the medical approvals board. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, the the second part's straight fraud. The it literally doesn't work, which is the first time we've got any words about this. Big MMR scare vibes. Yes, extremely. <laughs> um, and at this point, the laughing man—he's just like, "Well, we've we've made huge strides. It's really the the field's really coming together right now." And laughing man's just like, "And that's why you're using the vaccine that you suppressed, right?" right. Yeah, you're on the micro-machine treatment for your disease, right? And then, you know, we see the needles and the drugs that he's injecting himself with. And, and this is kind of what breaks Makarusu. Like, yeah, he, you fucking got me here. He was basically like, I really just wanted to be on the forefront of the research to, se- to solve cyberbrain sclerosis with micro-machines. But then Mirai beat me to the punch and basically... In retaliation for he this. Wanted, yeah, he, he wanted to be the man who cured cancer. Yeah. And someone else cured cancer first. So instead of letting cancer be cured, he, he did this. Yeah. <laughs> he he, did, he, he did bad basically things. completely suppressed the drug and the guy died later in the year. I'm sure that had nothing to do with anything. Ima- um, imagine. Imagine being the guy who prevented cancer from being cured. <laughs> basically. Um, Laughing Man even like, brings can we, up. Can we just? I just want to bring that up because there's like a chance someone might be like, "Yeah, I have a little bit of sympathy for the guy." Like, no, no. absolutely not. No, no, this time, no, not even a little. <laughs> he was like, I. He was thoroughly convinced that he would cure it. Yeah, like he was thoroughly convinced it's okay if I suppress it because Micro Machines is really cool and we're gonna find the cure. It, it was and this extreme, yeah, yeah, like researcher. Hey, tell me about your research for the last three years, kind of uh, 
kind of statement where, oh, oh, well, you know, we've we've had some promising clinical trials. Like, okay, bud. Um, and the one thing the Laughing Man does bring up here is like, I heard you even had an approval denied stamp printed specifically to reject this, which is the most next level petty academia <laughs> thing I have ever heard of. Get your own specialized stamp. custom stamp that it's just there's a little border around side the approval denied that just says fuck you man like repeatedly (laughs) fuck you (laughs) Murai so at at this point Amakarisu is like well look if why do you uh why don't you just cyber hack my why are you doing this to me you could just take me over and make me confess it with my own mouth with my own brain even why don't you do that and laughing man's like well, that's meaningless. You need to tell the truth. Like, if I did that for you, what would that really accomplish? You need to there do this. There is meaning in you doing it. Yeah, like, that's the thing. There is meaning in Mirai specifically doing it, in that he is the motherfucker that was denying it and faking it, then he could just deny it later, yep. you know? And so, like, Imakarusu basically is like, well, why? You're so fucking righteous. How come you did all those acts of corporate terrorism and extorted tons of money? At which point the laughing man is like, hey, I never called myself the laughing man. That was all you fuckers. And someone else stole all that money from like, I, you know, basically confirming he's the one who did the original uh, thing, but that all the, the others, yeah, he did yeah, the, the original, original kidnapping. kidnapping, but that all of the others were basically copycat crimes. Um, and at this point, something kind of clicks in Makarusu's head where he's like, well, do you mean they did the crime? And laughing is like, yeah, the, they did. They absolutely did. And he's like, oh, fuck. Um, at which point laughing man's like, look, I'm, I'm going to head. I'm going to head out. Don't leave this room <laughs> under any circumstances and unhacks the guy who is just a bellhop in a fancy suit. Like the, the dude like sort of like looks around like, whoa, whoa, what happened? Oh, sir. Sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm in your room. Oh God. Oh, geez. Do you need anything? Um, and Demakarusu Amidi's like, is there a payphone nearby? Which is which is wonderful. There's still payphones. <laughs> he pays wow. for the payphone with like an actual coin too, which is kind of surprising. Know, right? They're still printing coins. Everything about all yeah. of this is wonderful, I mean, and I love I think it. He he calls it a public terminal, yeah. right? Yes, it's a payphone. Yeah, but it's still it's still a payphone. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So Ku is not allowed to answer. Who is they? Do we think mm. that did the corporate terrorism? My money is like on if it's not the Ministry of Health, Labor, and Welfare, it's like something government. It's my bet. I, I feel like Nimi is so it's like Nimi is clearly being set up for a villain for the next few episodes, but we've already seen him talking uh, with someone else around. So I think it's it's probably pretty high up, but this is full government. Ty, what's your theory on who did the corporate terrorism? Um, I mean, I was thinking it was just probably Japanese government. It's just <laughs> going to be one of those things where it just loops in on itself. Yeah, like clearly the Japanese government. I mean, well, the government that's is like kind the of natural fraction. progression. Yeah, the the government's kind of like yeah. you know broken up into its own different you know ministers and places places like that. I mean, so. the ministry is clearly doing great right now uh, with no problems yes, <laughs> whatsoever. Definitely none. not. <laughs> Not shooting up and burning down any buildings, including shooting their own guys, just to be like, 
we needed to take some losses too, or else it's not convincing. Yep. This is fine. This is normal things normal people do. Classic <laughs> narc squad right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So at this point, uh, we cut over to the hospital where Togus's wife is just looking over him. He's going to pull through, but the doctor's like, you you may need to accept that he's going to need prosthetic work, which makes her unhappy because, of course, Togus has not really been all that happy with the whole becoming a cyborg thing this whole time. Uh, back outside the hotel, Imakarusu makes a call to the to a secret government number. Um, section nine picks up that a that the name Imakarusu was set on a phone call about a minute ago, but you know they. They've, they're still being completely overflowed with data, so they suddenly have to, like, you know, send all the AI ladies on, grep this data really aggressively. <laughs> Let me grab um, about six petabytes of data. Hold on. Yeah. And more coming in. The best part, in. too, is the, the way that the AI ladies start crashing is really spectacular. Because yes. they start talking, and then they start, like, stuttering a lot like when the, um, when the tiny, lovely tank robots were uh, asking... Uh, yeah, like yeah. asking her things to get her caught in a, in a loop. Um, it's that kind of breakdown, but then like her head cracks open and a thing like latches onto Some it and it's just like, out. oh God, overheating, overheating the brain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like Vato's like, they're, they're starting a, a crash. Everything's going. We need this data. And luckily we get a cut over to parlor Ishikawa <laughs> where a bunch of old men are plugged into cyber gambling machines and they are winning big. We cut back to Ishikawa who is basically yeah. like, I'll get the, you know, that's thanks for letting me borrow your cyber brains for work. Or like to, to analyze yeah, this data. Just, he even just started. He's like, he's like, you'd be amazed what even these old people can do. If you hook them up in parallel, Bato looks over like you are one fucked up dude. My guy. He's like, that's a bit much. He's like, look, AWS cloud servers are not enough to handle. I need old people brains. <laughs> They're not using it for anything important. They won't remember their kids. They're using anyway. it for gambling. <laughs> But they do actually manage to figure it out uh, where he is, that he's at the country club, and they put it out. Like, basically, they figure out where he is. At the same time, Nimi gets a call that Imakarusu's at the country club and puts the hit out on him, basically. Like, he's just driving in a private car, gets a phone call on his personal cell, and is just like, you picked the wrong shoulder to cry on, buddy. Now I'm going to fucking murder you. Um, section nine and the narc squad are both racing over to his location. Bato's like, I can get there faster than the major if I take the chopper. So he's back in action now. Uh, meanwhile, Ishikawa and Boma have traced the number that he was calling and they realize that it's like a number, the, the direct line to the ruling party of the government. And they both basically have a, oh shit, look at each other. (laughs) And, and like like a black ops number, like a number that is not supposed to exist. Like they straight up, they're yeah. like, yeah, this number uh, isn't on any registries because it is directly to the king president of the United States. Well, it's <laughs> more not or less. States, but yeah, yeah. It's like, Japan, a, it's yeah. like yeah, calling yeah, yeah, the White yeah. House, basically. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, we cut to the same narc van from before, except this time Gale is like suiting up in a mech. So I guess he got his toy after all. 
and he's having so much fun with it. Like he I love it. the way they animated this in the scene too, because yep. they have like his hand in the little like articulating glove up front so he can like work with stuff, but also the big huge mech hand, like more in the foreground Perfectly doing the same motion. Yeah, it's like one of those Da yeah, machines or whatever. Yep. Yeah, it's really good. And he's like, you know, all right, I want all of you to just keep them, keep them in place. And then once I get in, once I get this baby booted, I am going to kick some ass. It has to go through a bunch of Windows updates. So it's going to take yes. me a bit, but I'll be in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I oh, didn't. Guys, sorry. I seem to have lost you. Yeah, my, I think my sound drivers got fucked up. One sec. Let me, okay, wait. No. <laughs> I gotta read it. Oh, oh, there it is. Oh, I can hear you again. Okay, we're good. We're good. Okay, great, great. All right, let's continue murdering. Hold on. I got to turn off Cortana now. <laughs> so Batu repels from the helicopter and jumps through Makarusu's hotel window, but gets pinned down by Marines in Octacamo. Yeah, this um, this shot's really cool because it shows like top-down view of the helicopter hovering over the building and Batu repelling down the side of the building, but like below him you see guys pouring out of the back of that van and going invisible while they walk into the lobby. Into the Octacamo. So yeah. like he gets he like kind of walks out the door, sees some dudes running up to him and like pulls back they they basically get into a firefight here he specifically mentions all right i i know that they're that like i'll be able to see them you know like they're in camo but they're they're not that hard to find which maybe that'll come up later um so they basically uh right so he's pinned down in the room major's like can you get back to the helicopter and bato's like yeah not with this old dude with me so Major drives her car straight into the hotel lobby, like sweet flip. The run major, up the, stairs. the major said, "I will be there as soon as possible," <laughs> and meant every syllable of that fucking sentence. I am like, not doing absolutely. valet parking this time. <laughs> I have to make it. Yeah, before I'm going to valet park it upstairs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you can kind of tell the urgency that she has here. Like, you know, another team member is suddenly pinned down by this guy who, by these guys who literally just shot up her last one. So like shit's getting a bit dire here. Um, she basically blows up three other, three other members of the narc squad here. Uh, they meet up with each other and ferry the guy out the window or ferry the guy out the door and down like towards the lobby. Um, at this point, they're kind of sneaking around on the second floor balcony and they look over at the car where something much bigger with Octacamo is sort of just chilling around there and like, what the hell is that? Yeah, this is a straight direct referenced shot from the first Ghost in the Shell movie with the mm. spider tank, but it's a mech. Mm -hmm. there, so, but yeah, it's the same thing. Like the mech's invisible, but you can see that the car just kind of tilts when the mech stands on it. And yeah, so, like, like they sort of presses there. down the, bat, the the trunk. Yeah. They pull back just as it opens fire on them, and Bato's like, holy shit, they got a mech suit. Um, at this point, they're pinned down uh, by this thing, and... It's like a Major massive tells, minigun. It's huge. Yes, like they, it, it, has a, it has a helicopter yeah. gun on it. Um, Major tells Bato, like, take a Makarusu out there. I'll, I'll distract them for you, like... And Bato's like, hey, I'm I'm the muscle. That's my job. You're you're way more important here. And Major's like, no, I'm gonna do the like, I need you to do this. I will take care of this guy. Uh she runs off without any other real complaints from him and does some sweet flips as this machine Whoa. gun tears she, up this hotel lobby. 
he also pulls the, this is an order from your superior officer, and Bato goes, all right, you feel that way about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like one of those where, like, it, it's not really so much that it is actually a direct order as much as if the major says that, yeah. that means the it's fact time that she's to point just go. Rank means that she wants this done now, and, like, yeah. she's pissed yes. about it. Yes. Well, and that she's the one who is specifically doing that as well. Um, so major dry or oh, shit, I fell uh, wrong spot in my notes. So right, uh, Saito and Paz. Yeah, sweet flips. Yeah, sweet yeah. flips. Saito and Paz are driving to the hotel in an adorable Domino's <laughs> delivery truck, <laughs> saying like, "We'll be there in a few minutes, major." They drive straight by a guy in a blue coat and a fisherman's hat that you may remember from such classics as The Laughing Man Kidnaps the Serrano Genomics CEO. Yeah, he's um, trying to run towards the hotel, but the guy in the blue coat is just like, he's totally out of shape. Super winded. He is not built for this kind of thing. Uh, we cut back to Major fighting with this mech suit, and she can't do shit about it. So she just starts running from it as it like loads up artillery fire at her and blows up an entire office that like, you know, she gets kind of thrown through a doorway. Uh, while she's still a little bit shell shocked, it walks in and fires on her with the helicopter machine gun, blows her arm off and shoots her through the, through the window. Uh, she lands on the concrete and it starts stepping on her head, like just fucking crush it, slamming it into the ground to try to crush it. Like the concrete buckles, before before her head does this is very much i want your cyber brain gone yes. i don't it's want also you wounded. another direct I reference want you to gone. the first ghost in the shell movie mm-hmm. uh-huh. yeah. um at this point like just as it's going down it takes a rifle blast from the chest from saito's rifle which is set up with like uh pause basically just like holding it up for him to keep it steady as they sit on the back of the Domino's delivery truck. When we say Saito's rifle, this is an anti-material rifle that's like 15 feet long and shoots bullets bigger than my head. Yes. Yeah. The, he's got the anti-tank rifle out of the back of the Toyota Sienna. and <laughs> How did that fit? Like, that thing must have been going straight up to, like, the dashboard. It's so good. Um, it, was, it was broken into three parts, all of which took the entire length of the vehicle. So. <laughs> That's the level that we're on at this point. Uh, it dents the armor, but it does not stop it. It kind of turns to look at them, and they're like, oh, fuck. They shoot it a few more times, and that finally kind of, like, knocks it down. At which point, like, Major, whose face basically was totally deadpan when she, when, her, when it was being stepped on, kind of, like, reboots, and she kind of regains consciousness for a second. And then she gets pissed. Like, she is not like <laughs> this. She's so mad. She has not emoted <laughs> this much in any direction the entire series up to this point. She screams for Saito's sniper rifle and basically stands on top of this thing. And at this point, like... Like, to be clear, isn't like, give me the rifle. She's just like, give me the sniper rifle now. Yeah. And they're just like, yes. And yes, she just ma'am. takes it with one arm, gun. walks over steps, and just points it directly at this robot's head. And you're like, oh, oh, oh. fuck. And <laughs> at this point, Gail, like, finally, for the very first time, starts panicking and is like, yo, yo, pop my hatch. She just starts shooting the rifle over and over, straight into the chest, denting it further, and he just starts, like, pleading for his life, I can't breathe. 
she is incredibly, incredibly angry about Typical all cop. of this. So like, Making it's, it so we can't breathe. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Kind of tasteless. <laughs> it is a funny scene though. Cause she's very angry. Yeah, it's left kind of ambiguous as to why she's so angry, but it's definitely, like, they were all affected by Togusa's... Yeah, Bato was the most memory. obvious, but it's clear that she wasn't, he wasn't the only one. I mean, this is the mm-hmm. dude, she recognizes him yep. from Togusa's memories, he's the you dude fucking that shot, shot Togusa, and, and everyone else in this. And so she is absolutely... That right is in. one way to make to make a like really terrifying squad want to pop off is make everyone experience being shot by you and, yep. and then wanting vengeance. Yep. <laughs> it's really dangerous, it turns out, when you do it to a bunch of like ex-military super cyborgs. Yep. <laughs> so bat in the parking lot to this place, uh the helicopter is landing and Bato's like kind of trying to ferry a Makarusu over into it. He turns his back on him for one second and Imakarusu kind of looks across the street and notices trench coat guy over there and kind of just wanders over, which Bato doesn't notice like, Bato, at all. Bato, Bato, yeah, this you is, fucking idiot. This is a bad Bato work. Come on, dude. Just like pay the one dude you got to watch. You look away for half a second. And he's Your literal job. <laughs> Um, so Bato is like, you know, telling a lady to be like, you know, get him, get this guy into this helicopter. We got to go now. And he turns around and he's not there. And he's just like, for fuck's sake, he sees him talking to someone across the street, uh, like where there are some car. It's basically like a major highway right near them, two lane. Um, and he, he kind of starts walking over like, you two, we need to get out of here right now as the guy is talking. And it's very clear that this is the laughing man at this point. Uh, Bato kind of rushes over and like, says, sir, you are in danger. You need to get out of here right now. As a car, the window rolls down of it. A lady with an Uzi basically just pulls it out, like takes it out, shoots a Makarusu a few times, and he sort of just falls over uh, onto the ground. So, oh, well, I guess the hit squad got him eventually. Bato is um, uh, realizing he just fucked up majorly right here. Yeah. <laughs> Bato is going to have to write up a report about this. Um, Imakarusu is kind of down on the ground and he looks up and he can see into like the fisherman hat that the laughing man is wearing. And we finally get the very first kind of clearest shot of the guy's face. And he's like, laughing man, is that what you really look like? At which point he takes the the hood and the hat off, and yes, it is Owie from the Child Slavery Institution episode. Um, Bato is suddenly like, wait, Laughing Man? And he gets really confused as Owie pulls out a file and kind of hands it to him, and he like looks down at this and suddenly realizes <laughs> that he can't actually see Owie anymore. And we get a shot from his vision that's like, there's nothing there. And he specifically is like, is that camo? No, wait, you're hacking my eyes. And he gets super fucking pissed as he, Owie literally just walks away from him down the street as Bato like reaches a gun. Like, where the fuck are you? Starts shooting bullets into the air. 
it's funny the no ears gamer Bato. Yeah, it's funny the <laughs> difference between like I would just casually walking away and Bato like super pissed off and paranoid, like freaking out that he can't see this dude. Yeah, again, like it's specifically pointed out how he knows how to handle dudes in this invisible camo, and that's totally normal to him. So like, this freaks him the fuck out that he has been hacked so completely that he literally can't see a body standing in front of him and walking away. And uh, that's how the episode ends. Um, it should be noted the file that Aoi handed Bato was the original copy of the vaccine. The list. original yes. copy. So yeah. Section 9 does have the Mirai vaccine recipients now. But not Imakarusu, who is dead. He is very dead. And not <clears throat> Aoi, who has walked away. Lamau, simply leave. <laughs> You're just allowed just to walk away. Go. You can like just leave. <laughs> Yeah, no character has ever hit the bricks quite to this extent, to the point that they hacked another character's eyeballs to make themselves invisible so that they could hit the bricks more effectively. That's some I-think-you-should-leave levels of, like, <laughs> yep. like I gotta really go deep to get out of this situation, gang. Yep. God, I... Wow, these episodes were really good. Yeah. Really good, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember, like, I don't actually remember offhand where it goes from here. I know we have one or two standalone episodes left in this, and then, like, it's just, like, episode, I don't know, 22 or 23 onward is just all complex ones. Mm-hmm. So. Mm. But so we'll yeah. get a little snack next week, and then we're going to have another two-hour episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Only an hour 20. It's fine. It's kept it short this time. <laughs> Goodness. So yeah, uh, we'll be doing episodes, uh, what'll it be? It'll be 22, 23, 24 next mm-hmm. time? Yeah, yeah, that would leave I'm 25. I'm going to end of season doing, one here. Are we doing just 25 and 26 yeah. for the last one? Yeah, that, we want to okay. do those two together because it's like the conclusion of the story and then it's also the end of season one, so we'll probably want to talk about and stuff. And I'm guessing it's also unbelievably dense. I, I yeah. think we'll need it. All right. Yeah. Well, then until next time and until next week, space anime. Something like that. Hey, we want the space this episode. Yeah. True. What? Yeah, the Dude. satellites. The CIA satellites. Oh, right. Space. <laughs> they were in space. <laughs> ah. Well, Close enough, next time. Do. Space anime. Space anime. Legally. <laughs>